welcome to another episode of Devotional, a spiritual resource for daily living. My name is Ariel and I am happy you're joining me again in this venture to grow our spiritual life. We are continuing on a new journey in which we will seek to learn how to revive our prayer life. I am comparing this purpose of the series to be like taking our prayer habits to the emergency room. Thus, the title of this series is Pray ER. This is episode 3 and it is entitled The Secret Place. Welcome again. I am, as you guessed it, not walking. It's been getting a little bit more difficult. The weather in Michigan is changing quite fast, though today it's Friday and it's beautiful outside. Uh, not bad for November 3rd. Uh, no snow yet and we're not complaining. So we're going to be going through this process of understanding Jesus' instruction for our prayer life. We've already covered in the first two episodes the emphasis of the don'ts. But now we're going to be emphasizing the do's of what Jesus tells us to do. And in Matthew 6, 6, we read, But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in the secret will reward you openly. Now, many translations, and I remember reading this in Spanish, and years ago in the King James, it would say, go into your closet. And so many individuals have visualized a closet in their prayer for their prayer room. And that's not, there's nothing wrong with going into your closet except that some of our closets, we can't fit hardly anything in there, much less ourselves. In any case, the, the closet that is being translated is not accurate, obviously. When Jesus uh, spoke these words, especially in the community that he grew up with, people didn't have a closet. In fact, most people didn't have their own bedroom. It was just one big environment that was used as sleeping quarters, cooking quarters, and most of the stuff that was done was done outside. Actually, the cooking was done outside as well and no indoor plumbing, so there, was, there were no bathrooms inside their homes either. So when Jesus is talking about to shut your door, he's speaking about going into your house and into your room this is the one room that you know you would have uh, at least in jesus's home of course the, the wealthier individuals would have a separate room separate quarters maybe sometimes even on the second floor that would allow for a bit more privacy but when jesus is speaking these words he's not trying to get us obsessed on the geographical location he's actually trying to get us to focus on the spiritual component, the spiritual location of what is the secret place. Because he transitions, he goes, but when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. He is making a contrast because we learned that the hypocrites love to pray publicly to be seen by men. And the emphasis here is not the geographical location, but who, who do I want seeing me? And where do I want that, that being, which is God, seeing me? I want God to see my secret place. I want to meet God in the secret place so that God will see the secret place. There's a two secret places, I guess you could say, the secret place where God is and the secret place that God sees. 
I began to look at the Bible, different verses began to pop into my mind, and I began to do a bit of searching, um, both, uh, well, with the Hebrew, mostly in the Old Testament, um, and I began to discover some, some wonderful insights that I'm going to share with you real quick. Psalms 91 verse 1 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And here the secret place is not a room, is not a room in a house, but rather a, a place in which God is there, who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Some people will say, well, this is church. It certainly it could be. Jesus called the house, the, the church, the temple, he called it the house of prayer. Actually, Jesus was quite upset that the religious leaders had made it into anything but a house of prayer. Actually, it was a house of commerce for them. And we can make church into a house of anything else but what God designed it to be. So certainly, church ought to be a house of prayer. But it's not very secret because you're surrounded by people. Here is talking about the secret place of the Most High. I'm going to read another verse for you. Psalms 31 verse 20. The secret place of your presence. You shall hide them in the secret place of your presence from the plots of man. Psalms 31 verse 20 now begins to hone in more specifically as to this secret place. It is God's presence coming into the presence of God. How is that private? How is that personal? Well, because the, the focus is not going to be my surroundings. The focus is going to be me inside. I'm going to read another verse, Psalms 32, verse 7. It says, You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. There's a song that I heard many years ago. I did not know it was from Scripture. And it's this is this one, You are my hiding place. Um, a... And that word, hiding place, is actually the same Hebrew word for secret. You are my secret place. God, His presence, is the secret where I can meet Him. Um, one more verse, Psalms 119, 114. It's a very long psalm, 150 chapters, um, a, a verses, I mean. A, and it says, You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. I'm sorry, I, I'm reading the one we just read. Psalms 119.114 says, You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. Again, you are that hiding place. You are that secret place. When you pray, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. That secret place is the very presence of God. Now, how do we come into the presence of God. Where do we come to in the presence of God? He is speaking about inside. There's one more verse that I'm going to read, the last one, to kind of close this emphasis of the secret place. Um, Psalms 119.11. It's a verse that I um, memorized many years ago in my attempt to try to experience a real transformative change in my life. Psalms 119.11 says, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Now, this word hidden is also a Hebrew word that means a secret. Your word have I secreted. I guess you would have to translate it. I have placed in a secret place in my heart. Now, this is a, a transition of 
me going into the secret place where God is. And yet David saying his word, I'm going to place in my secret place, my heart. There is a place inside each of us that is secret, unseen to all unlooking eyes. That's my heart. In my heart is where I come into the presence of God. I can go into my closet, in my closet with a whole crowd of people in my heart. I can have my boss in there. I can have my doctor. I can have my spouse. I can have my parents. I can have my girlfriend. I can have a plethora of people, a whole group of people in my mind, a whole bunch of voices and noise and, and distractions. When, when Jesus is trying to corral us into is when you go to pray focus in your secret place have only a one-on-one -on -one audience leave your issues of marriage aside and maybe I shouldn't say it that way the issues but your spouse and the visualizations and the conversations leave your boss leave the whatever annoyance and most annoyances in life do come from people and very seldom do they come just from a tree, right? We don't get upset at trees, but we get upset what people say, what people do in our lives, what they do to us. And what Jesus is inviting us is, when you come to pray, leave those people outside the room. Come into your house, your secret place, and shut the door. And there, in the secret place, your Father will see which is very encouraging because when I pray, I don't have to, I can, but I don't have to say the words out loud. There are times that I can be in the secret place of the Most High and not have to worry about being surrounded by people at a bus or at airplane or at airport, sorry, or an airplane, um, but rather inside of me, recognizing God is with me. His presence is with me. Now, this is a, a precious promise that for me is encouraging. I don't have to uh, worry that, well, everybody's in my room right now, which sometimes happens. My little girls love our bed because it's big and they can jump on it. And as a father, I can tell you that my privacy, my secret rooms have, have dwindled to basically nothing. There is no room in this house that I can say it's mine, not even my office. As I, I record it right now because I'm alone at home. If I was recording, by now you would have heard my one-year-old already expanding her vocabulary, uh, wanting daddy time. And then if my little one wants, the youngest one wants daddy time, for sure my oldest one will also want daddy time. So I get it. God gets it. Sometimes the secret place has to be while I am putting my baby girl to sleep. Sometimes the secret place has to be while I am driving to work. And it is secret and God sees. God sees us. God sees you. God hears you. When the, the issues and the pressures and the time limitations and the exhaustion just is growing and growing. And it, there seems to be no let up. And you need that time in God's presence. You need as you drive to go to work. And I've told friends, you know, this is something that for me... I've done, I, I stick my earphones, either the Bluetooth or the cable ones, I put them in my ear and as I'm driving, I'll talk to the Lord out loud. And the reason I put the headphones is so that people don't call 911, you know, there's this guy talking to himself, waving his hands, and there's no one in the car. 
um, I don't want myself to be distracted. What are people thinking about me? I don't want to have to worry about that. I shut the door. I shut the door to the traffic. I'm, I'm focusing on, Lord, there's these needs in my church. There are these needs in my family. I mean, some weeks ago, with this issue with Puerto Rico, the more we began to learn, not just see the pictures, when we talk to our family and, and the real situations that are happening there, there are times that our hearts are heavy. And the time that we would love to have in the presence of God one-on-one -on -one is just not there. But we can seek for those secret places. Because when we do, in our hearts, in the intimacy of our thoughts, God is there. And He becomes our hiding place. Um, when uh, David says that he has hidden God's Word in his heart, I immediately thought of John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is that Word. And when I begin to memorize Scripture, when I begin to retain Scripture, it will have a direct effect on my prayer life. Now, I'm going to come back in a little bit, and I'm going to share some things with you in this little break. Not a special Bible verse, but something special. When I come back, I want to share with you some things that I think will help revolutionize your spiritual walk with the Lord and definitely your prayer life. I'm going to share with you things that I stumbled over, I, I would say, a decade and a half ago, maybe even more. A ministry started by a pastor named Dan Viss. He's a pastor in Chicago right now. And actually, he's going to be transitioning out of his uh, role as a pastor. And he's going to be now leading a ministry he started many years ago, um, longer than before I came across um, his ministry. And the ministry is called FAST. And this ministry, what it, what it focuses on is a putting in, in the hearts and minds of believers the conviction, the realization of the importance, the vital, vital importance of memorizing scripture, that it is not something nice, that it is not something for the spiritual elites, but that every Christian ought to be memorizing scripture. Now, I'm not going to give you the whole program right now. All I'm going to direct you is to where his website is. I've subscribed to his materials and I have every single study that he's put out. And for me, it has been a tremendous resource. The website is called fastmissions.com. And I'm going to have the links both on the iTunes podcast and the YouTube um, channel. So you can click on those. I recommend that you do sign up and get some of these materials. Um, if you are part of the Oakwood Seventh-day Adventist Church in Taylor, Michigan, please see me. We are starting a fast group class right now. It's only five weeks long, but we will have future fast group classes at Oakwood. So you can see me about signing up for future classes. Another one that I'm using right now is an app called Scripture Typer. And you don't have to have a phone. If you have just a computer, you can go to scripturetyper.com. Scripture Typer, S-C-R-I-P-T-U-R-E-T-Y-P-E-R.com. And don't worry, I also have the link at the iTunes podcast and at the uh, YouTube channel. So you can just click on it and it's free. Um, I did invest in it. It gives you much, a, a lot more features. If you do pay for an upgrade, it's $8, but it's some of the best $8 that I've invested um, because it does provide a lot of tools so that you can start memorizing scripture. And the last one that I wanna share with you is one that our church is using. And this is more, I guess, for people that, be, that go to Oakwood, um, is pray.com. 
and if you go to pray.com backlash Oakwood Seventh-day Adventist, there you will be able to enter your phone number, download the app, and join the group. You'll be joining our prayer church prayer group where you can post prayer requests, you can let people know you're praying for them, and just stay connected via prayer. These apps are all free. And for me, it's been a tremendous blessing to have these ministries put out so much work and effort for something that can bless us very much. I just want to encourage you to take advantage of these. I think it will tremendously impact your life. It has certainly for me, not because I am a pastor, but because I am a Christian living in the same real world you live in. I hope you will use these resources. I know they will be a blessing for you. So, are you ready for you to go into your closet? Are you ready to go to your secret, the secret place where God is, to His presence, and say to Him, you are my hiding place? It's not simply a closet with the Lord. The secret place, Him being the secret place, is where you uh, preserve me from the plots of men. You protect me from the schemes of the enemy. In the presence of God, in His secret place, he preserves us from trouble and He surrounds you and I with songs of deliverance. Songs, a testimony that when I cried out to Him, He heard my voice and He answered me. These are the precious experiences that await you and I as we seek intentionally to enter into that secret place with the Lord. Why don't you take some time, if you're listening to this while you're driving, turn it off. If you're not at work yet, um, during break, if you already are at work, why don't you take some time at, at a break and go to a place where you can just, even with your eyes open, seek for His presence. Better yet, why not at home? Look for a place where it's quiet, that you can spend time with Him. It will be some of the best investments that you can make on a daily basis. Seek for the Lord. He will be found and you will find Him faithful to your life. God bless you until the next episode of Pray ER.